Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What's up, dude? Hey, Wes. Hey, Ben. Good. Welcome to the Road to Black podcast. Episode 9. Episode nine, man. Post, Surviving the holidays, yeah. Yeah, post post Thanksgiving feast. For sure. What how how'd your holiday go? It went well. Uh yeah, it went really well. I I do I did the the all the cooking for the for Thanksgiving. So um Oh nice. Yeah, so took care of that. It went really well. Everything everything really turned out. And so um yeah, it was, it was uh it was just my wife and I. That was it. No, oh, okay. no visitors. Nothing. So, so uh, her, kept it super simple. Her, kept it super simple. Her family lives up in. Uh, her family lives about forty-five minutes north of where we're at, mm-hmm. but um, they're uh, they've they own a a ranch and then a small business, and they've had a couple of exposures. So, oh wow, we were like, ah, this probably isn't the best time to go up there and. Yeah. And see them. So they're trying to figure their stuff out. And then, uh, yeah, we just, so we just hung out here, had a, we had a bigger meal than what we <laughs> needed, yeah. but, um, it Got went well. Leftovers. What about you? Good. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was different for sure. Normally, normally we, uh, the last several years we've been hosting because I, I, as well, I like to, I do all the cooking mostly. Um, I usually make our turkey on my pellet grill, and which is amazing. I've t- I've cooked turkeys all different ways, fried them, you know, obviously baked them, but on that pellet grill, it's it's by far the best. It's it's like a game changer, and plus it's all you know you do it outside and stuff. So, um, anyway, I miss doing that this year because our kitchen is all torn up because we're doing a renovation in our home. So, uh, my sister hosted it. And then it became, well, how many people are going to be there? Is this going to be safe? 
um, you know, we had some, my parents were going over and they're not in, in the best health. And then my grandmother, who's 90, um, my sister said, I'm going to go pick her up and she's coming over. So it was pretty right, pretty apparent right away that we are, if we were going to do this, we were going to have to, uh, be smart about it and socially distance as much as possible. And we all wore masks, which was good. Actually, in the end, it worked out well. Um, you know, we have four teenage kids or three teenagers and one in her twenties and my nephew and everybody was pretty respectful, even though I'm sure they didn't want to, you know, be wearing masks the whole time, but it was no big deal. You know, we took them off to eat. We had some tables set up outside. It was a beautiful day here. So we just ate outside, had a pretty good dinner and it all worked out well. Just kind of, uh, you know, not, not as, not as, not the normal for us by any stretch of the imag imagination, but you kind of got to adapt during these times. And, um, for us, it was, that was most of it is we just wanted to kind of be outside and just make sure we were safe and staying away from really my grandmother and, I would feel terrible. I'm I'm still out in the public, you know. Um, I run a business. We wear masks there, but I'm exposed quite a bit to people, one way or another, you know. Um, yeah. As as are you know my significant other and and my kid, it, everyone, you know, kids are going to school. Everyone's exposed, and then they're so we were really concerned about that because the three oldest people, you know, my parents and my grandmother they don't they're not as exposed as much so the last thing we wanted to do is bring it all back to them mm -hmm. so we were smart about it and it was it turned out to be fine you know that's the meal, awesome meal was great and my sister hosted and did everything and it was great this good to see everyone it's yeah. pretty it's pretty sad you know it was another thing it was we we're kind of like you Maybe we should just kick back and, you know, be alone for the holidays, which wouldn't have bothered us. But like my grandmother, she's, she's, my grandfather passed away recently and she's just like, uh, she's just by herself every day. It's, I mean, imagine that like since this quarantine, especially she does still get out and does some of her activities now, but man, already being alone and lonely after being with someone your whole life and then quarantine hits and this whole new experience and it is pretty bad. So I was like, no, I think we need to spend some time with her. And it's just it's a tough time. You know, it's just, it's just weird. You don't think about those things when it's, when you're a healthy person and you're dealing with this, but you know, if you're an older person, you're lonely. I can only imagine, you know, being isolated. Yeah, it's a it's a really a tough time for for everybody. This is all new. I a close friend of mine. Um, so we went on, we we went went to the two point We talked about it last week. We recently went back into two point where uh, indoor dining is shut down and gyms are at like ten percent capacity. And um, you know, a close friend of mine. He's the general manager of a of a it's a re restaurant bar and uh you know he had to furlough lay off his whole staff and you know that really upset him and then he goes that was on a friday and he goes in on monday and got his walking papers 
Oh, and wow. so he was, he was texting me and then we jumped on a phone call and, um, you know, to hear he's, his, he's got a boy that's got some health problems. So then his, you know, his health insurance is tied to his employment. Oh yeah. So you, you lose your health insurance. Scary. And, um, it, it's really, that is, that is a tough, I mean, talk about uh, a stressful situation. Uh, just it, to be so, in that spot. That's what, I mean, that's why it, we all need access to better healthcare, man, <laughs> for sure. And things, things like that. That's unprovoked. You can't prevent it. You don't know what to do. You can't get a job or, you know, the jobs that are there, they're offering less and less right now. You know, I have read about that in terms of benefits. Yeah. You know, he was, um, prior service military guy and he was, you know, he was always like the reason why I have worked so hard and been in the service industry for so long and worked my way up into all these managerial roles is because, um, by and large, the, the service industry and, uh, like the bar industry is pretty recession proof people, yeah. no matter how tough the economy gets, people are still going to go out and they're still going to yep. buy alcohol. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I, you know, we got to talking about it. He was like, I never saw this happening. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the same story over and over. I mean, it's people are really hurting right now and it's, um, I, it, it's just drives me. It's, it's tough. So, yeah. um, it sucks like kind of seeing people suffer, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's really tough. So, um, this holiday season, I, I just, these last couple of weeks, I've been really spending some time kind of reflecting on, on everything. So that's been a big, yeah. big focus for me lately. Yeah. I mean, you have to do it, especially if you're not in the, I'm getting by, you know? So if I'm not in that position, I haven't always been in that position. There's been times when I struggled more with health and uh, finance and all that stuff, worried about my kids or this kid has this and how are we going to pay for this? And I'm not in that position right now, but I can't even imagine. So to think about people that literally, you know, they do lose their job and with that along goes the insurance for your health. And then you have something, someone in your family with a chronic condition, which I have. So, um, without healthcare and access to the proper insurance that pays for my personally, my medicine, it would be devastating, you know, and I have something that's manageable, you know, but to have something or your child have something where you can't even afford the medicine that that is, Oh my God, that just puts you on such a, I don't know what type of stress you felt in your life, but I can only imagine that'd be very detrimental to your own health. Having to worry about that. You know, here we are in COVID. My, my, my kid can possibly have is more susceptible to it. Yeah. First of all, and then you lose your job. And if this is, I mean, this is how you're paying for insurance and medicine and it's, it's scary, man. So I just think that's why this, you know, hopefully the government just, you know, we got to make the right decisions here and they got to get some help to the people that need it. You know, I think that's, that's the one thing that I'm just real frustrated with, you know, not to get political, but it's both sides, you know, just fighting over whether they want to give, 
you can't shut down businesses and people's lives and then not help them out. What do you expect? You know, so some people need help to get month to month and pay their bills. And, you know, people are defaulting and losing uh, their homes all over the place. So hopefully the government gets together this new year and um, provides some support another round of support until people can get back on their feet. I mean, the economy seems like it's doing well, but that doesn't mean that everyone's doing well. You know? Yeah, for sure. Just because the economy's doing well, it's, that means the people that are okay and they can manage through this are, are doing good. That doesn't yeah. mean the people that, like you said, the guy that lost his job and his insurance and then has to worry about go even, you know, there's plenty of stories out there where people literally, they're scared to go to work because they don't want to get it and bring it home to a sick child or, a, a sick elderly person in their home or somebody that's more susceptible to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a real, that's real stories, you know? And if you're not living that, then you kind of forget about that sometimes, you know, I'm just, Oh, we got to wear a mask. You know, my biggest complaint, I got to be careful. And even me, I, I need to watch my health and be smart about it. But man, there's people with so such worse circumstances right now. It's really sad with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I so, for the listeners, Paul and I both just had some home training sessions and, you know, I was thinking about that situation with my friend and I was kind of post training and I was like, man, you know, it like a lot of people hurting around me and, and, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I got some, I mean, seriously, I, I have home mats and I've yeah. person coming over to train and, jujitsu is still going well and on the table and i'm i'm you know my business is is you know still growing and mm -hmm. it's like man uh privileged it's you are privileged it's privilege <laughs> i mean 100 yeah. percent privilege where it's, you work to get there you know you work to get there and set yourself up that way but even if you didn't have the jujitsu opportunity you know some of those other aspects of your life might not be going as well you know, so that brings us back to one of our first episodes. We talk about just the mental health side of it and just being that. And I think that's important too. You know, um, I'm the same, same here. You know, I have a roof over my head. I, I can't complain. You know, um, you still have to navigate what's going on. It, it definitely has been an impact for me, um, with my health because I have to watch now more, um, Regardless of what people say, like I do have a chronic condition, type one diabetes, and it's a little, you know, it can be sketchy if you get sick with that, but also financially, you know, I have a business that was basically had to start over because of this. Mm -hmm. So, but you know what, now my, my outlook has been so much better because I've been back to training a couple months and it's funny. I was just thinking about that yesterday, just how especially if you've been doing jujitsu so long, you kind of forget about that. Like I mentioned last week, like that holistic approach to health and that being mm -hmm. such a big part of it, you know? Um, so when we popped on today, we both said, Oh, I trained. Oh, so did I too. And we both obviously were pretty smiles on our faces and, you know, it was a good, good morning, obviously. So I'm going to cap having said that, I think where I was going with that is that, you know, you're already on lockdown 2.0 out here in Arizona. You know, I haven't heard much about that, but I do know that the cases are increasing. The hospitals are getting more, a little bit more busy. So 
we'll see, you know, but it was kind of the whole scope of our last episode is how to keep continue training on. And I need, I know I need to do that because uh, my friend that came over today, he, you know, he hasn't really been training at all. So I just think that, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's an option for me. I, I, I had yeah. my break over the summer and I'm, hey, I don't want to keep doing that. So I'm in the same boat. It was too much fun. You know, I'm, I'm going to be smarter about it. Even if the gym's shut down, I'm going to find someone that I trust and just limit my exposure risk. Yeah. Just limit it, you know, just limit it even more and, you know, do what you have to do. But it's just, it's this whole thing, you know, we all have to operate in these little, uh, in our own little bubbles, you know, we have to operate the best we can with our health and fitness and financials and navigating these crazy waters we're in, but also, you know, the levels of government have to do stuff too. So that's the frustrating part. This is going to take everyone to get by beyond this thing. You know, it's, it's not going away. So, um, I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to handle this the next couple of months, you know? I mean, everything, you know, you see it in the media. Everything is, here we go again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, here the we latest go again. thing I'm reading is, oh, in three weeks, the death rate will be, you know, there'll be twice as many people dying every day. That's the new thing I see. And it's like, yeah, part of this is like just scare tactics from the media. Mm-hmm. They love putting that stuff out there. But I've also, uh, you know, over here in our area, I've seen more and more people not wearing masks and stuff. I don't know if people are just getting sick of it or there's a big in Arizona, especially there's just a big political split on whether you should wear masks. There's a big, big portion of of the population here. It's pretty well known that, you know, it's almost they align Republic. I hate to say that, but there's certain Republicans that just fight it. You know, they were the Trump, the Trump people. They didn't want to wear the masks and stuff. And, I, I'm I'm saying that because I literally know people <laughs> that are like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I operate a business. I deal with people that don't want to wear masks. They come into my business and don't, have, and they just throw a fit. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does, you know. And then there's people that wear their masks and then they just talk shit about having to wear their masks and complain to me the entire time. Um, so I deal with this these things, and it's interesting to get the that ask you know kind of get a little get some insight into the public. You know, especially running a business like myself, I have all walks of life in there, all religions, all, uh, you know, political affiliations, both sides, international people. So it's been kind of a fun little, not fun, but interesting experiment to see how people deal with this and hear how they're, I talk to a lot of people every day. So see how people deal with this on their own. And it's kind of split, man. As far as yeah, masks, it's it's very right? split. I mean, it's it's split. Some people just they think it's a hoax, and there's nothing to do with, you know, the masks work. It's literally proven now, and there's many studies over out there now that will, you know, both kinds. By the way, you know, the medical the and the cloth. Um, yeah. So it's 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 more of a don't tell me what to do thing for most people, and I understand that too. But man, we got to do something. It is a rough. It's it's going to take a team to get over this, you know, a team of United States humans. <laughs> like we yeah. got to we got to be smart and and get. There's a lot this. of there's a lot of fatigue with with this type of stuff. Big time. Um, I 
when I so when I got back from overseas. So for the listeners, they, they if you don't know, I'm an Iraq veteran, and um, uh, when I got back from overseas, you know, when we left, it, it was like everybody was um, charged up and this and that, and then um, I got home and I could just see I I could see the fatigue starting setting in, and at one point, you know, it was like everybody was. You know, there was a lot of, they were showing the stuff on the news and then, and then it, like the fatigue really set in and people just forgot that there were still people over there like fighting and dying. And whether you're not, you're pro for the Iraq war or the Afghanistan war, um, it really bothered me because those were my friends that were doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of my, you know when the American public kind of moved on and was like, okay, we're, we're kind of over this whole thing, but yet we're, it wasn't over at all. It wasn't over at all. No, and it wasn't over it didn't for even me. Change. It, yeah. Absolutely. It wasn't over for me and it wasn't over for those guys. And it was, so I've seen this now a couple of times yeah. where there's like this, that's a great example, this fatigue of like inconvenience. Yeah. And then because when the, you know, the war happened, you know, they were showing like these, uh, and in fact, some of these pictures got, they, they made it to where you can't take pictures of, um, these service members coming home in coffins, getting right. unloaded off the planes. Yep. And so, um, you know, there was a lot of people that they just got tired of seeing that. Yeah. And then when they made it to where you can't take pictures of that, which I think is a real disservice because people need to know. Exactly. They should show every single one of them. They should show every one of them. And it just, the fatigue happened and it was like, well, okay, the American public's over this. So they're going to, they're just going to move on. Yeah. So again, this is, I've seen this before and uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I hope people, um, you know, will, I I hope we all can come together and figure out a, a good solution to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like I going back to a little bit of jujitsu, man, I'm just all of these problems. I think about all of these problems. Um, but then whenever I'm not doing, you know, I'm not training and I have nothing else but to think about these problems and there's no separation, all mm-hmm. that stuff really it compounds. It feels like it compounds. It doesn't necessarily compound, but it, it feels like it does to me because I don't, I don't ever get this opportunity to kind of work off that steam in a healthy manner, which is like, which is for me is being on the jujitsu mats and, and, uh, get a release, get a release. You know, um, we have a, one of our old coaches, uh, I'll say his name, his name's Bo. I think I might have mentioned him before on this podcast, but he Are you calling him old or just because he's been around uh, us for a while? Both. And Bo, okay. if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh it's time to shave that head, bud. Like you know, you know what's going on up top. So Gotta um, hide the gray. You got it's, And the bald. <laughs> and the bald. That's what it is. Um, but no, one of the things that I I, I took a lot out of training with Bo, he he he's one of the people that um really invested in my jujitsu, but I, I 
can, he was very passionate when, when he said it and he was almost yelling at people. And he, he, you know, he said something to the effect of, um, you know, when you're in the training room, when you're in here, be here because I'm going to swear here. He said, all your fucking problems are going to be waiting for you when you leave this gym. Yeah. And, and it was like, I had never heard it put that, that way before where I've, I obviously experienced this. Um, this is, you know, jujitsu, when you go into the gym, it's your release, but it was like, it was, it was so clear that, um, man, all of these problems that are happening, uh, 90 something percent of them are out of my control and they we're all very passionate about the things that we believe in, but we're all here on the jujitsu mats. And then it like, this is not the place for any of that. Cause all your problems, when you walk out the door are still going to be there. So, yeah. And then it was like, um, but you get the opportunity to attack them in a different, different mindset when you, when you're yeah, done. And exactly. And so having you and I are both brown belts. I've, you know, my health and my identity are both tied to jujitsu so much now that, um, to tie in the lockdown, you know, this next round that we're in right now, like there is, there was literally not going to be a chance that I was going to not have the jujitsu be on the table yeah when this one when this one came yeah i mean it's partly because it's open-ended too it's like you don't know when are they just going to turn the switch back on then you're allowed to go back you know yeah no, that's just can't that's, you can't operate that way i'm the same way i both of us our whole lives are we have a jujitsu <laughs> jiu-jitsu podcast so I, I, <laughs> I mean it's not you don't just turn it off like that so you know, you said something earlier and I was just, I was curious, um, in terms of getting that release on the mat and I'm, I'm, when you were talking, I'm sitting here wondering and, and thinking deeply about my own experience. And I'm, I'm sure that I take for granted that I'm able to go on the mats and I never think about anything else. And I, I think I always just assume that that's everyone's experience. It probably isn't like there's probably times when people go in and there's so much on their mind or something's weighing so much on their heart that maybe they're, they can't even focus on jujitsu. So I was going to ask you, do you remember times or where you, what's your experience with that? Like, I'm just going to be honest. I, I have always, I think I always just release everything outside of my life when I'm on the mats in there. And I think I've always just made it first of all to be really in tune to the lesson and what you're doing, you have to be right. I mean, that's why it, I think that's why jujitsu is so great for that is because it's an activity that people, they fall in love with because they get that release because there is no way to do it without focus, ultra focus. You know, you have to focus on not getting killed in there. Yeah. I mean, literally people are trying to kill you. I mean, obviously not for real, but you know, if you don't want to get choked, to death or choked out, you have to be in an extreme focus on what you're doing. Right. And and flip on the flip side. So it was just, it it came up in my mind when you were mentioning that um, I'm able to do that. So has that been your experience or have you ever went through waves of that? Or have you always been, 
had that where I check my life at the door, I come in and that's, I think that's how, now don't get me wrong. If you're on the mats and you're talking people and you start talking politics, you know, that's going to come into your mindset. But for the most part, if I'm not talking about external things and I'm in their training, I don't, I guess, luckily I don't have like something weighing over myself so much. I can't even train. I'm, I'm just, I can't stop thinking about this. Has that ever happened to you? Or what's your experience uh, with that? Uh, do you get that full release when you get in I, and full focus? Now I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I know there's been times where I've had something significant going on. Um, a close friend of mine, one of, one of those moments was a, actually my best friend. We went on deployment together. We moved out to Colorado the first time together. Um, he died of a opioid overdose. And, um, I can remember, I can remember, well, one, I was really, really upset by that, but, um, I was thinking a lot cause he was also a martial artist Yeah, and, um, he, when he died, I can remember being really not present on the mats and I didn't really have good training sessions. Um, and then. I I kind of took a step back um when he after his funeral um probably a week or two after his funeral I was still kind of in that headspace and yeah. I was like I I mean I had I had to literally have a conversation with myself of like okay like I have to be here like yeah like this has to be my focus right now yeah. And and not think about Matt. And um That's heavy. It was yeah. yeah I, I mean that's it was when you deal with something like that, that I could see how that could just completely take over your thought process. I mean Yeah. Yeah. So good and, on you to at least recognize that you actually need that time away from those thoughts, and, you know. Yeah, and that's what it was. Um that was uh yeah, that was a big moment for me and my jujitsu where I realized how important that time on the mats is to me. Yeah. And how much that how much that separation does matter for my own health and well being. Yeah. Because you know, you come out, you're you're sweaty and you know, you can some of and the other part of that is I've also had significant things happen in life uh where I've had just phenomenal training sessions because I've dumped all of that onto the mats. Right. So where it's like I'm just riding like I'm high. going I'm riding I'm going hard yeah. today and I'm putting everything I have into being on the mats in the moment. Right. Um, that's awesome. So it's, weird. And that, it's funny how that works it's both ways. You really, know? and it, you see it. Um, I don't know if you watch too much basketball, but uh, or um, I know I've seen it happen in football too. But you'll see people who have like their family members die, and then they go have like a career high game. Oh yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, that's almost stuff. like almost like get into some weird mind space. Like, Absolutely, yeah. that's yeah. definitely happened in the NFL with guys. Their dad would die like that day or the day before. Brett Favre wasn't Brett Favre. I think yeah. had something like that. Yeah, um, long time ago, just some 
incredible game, like on the day his dad died or the day after. Yeah, so that's, that's like, yeah, that's, that's next level. It's shit. crazy. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've, that, those emotions can, you know, they can power you one way or another. Yeah, you know, for and, sure. Uh, I think you know, learning how to control those, it means everything. But that's why jujitsu is such a, you know, it's it's such a meditative activity. Yeah. Now, now it is. I mean, like you were saying, for both of us, I mean, we make, I mean, our livelihoods are mm-hmm. just engrossed in jujitsu. You know, you have an apparel company and your, you know, your, your, uh, chill fit is, I mean, you walk into chill fit and it, you've got flow grappling going on one on the TVs and it's you yeah. treat a lot of, a lot, lot of, of jujitsu athletes. athletes and it's just, and all, everything that I'm doing is, and then this podcast for both of us, it's like jujitsu is now, I mean, it is, uh, it must it, be pretty important to us. Yeah. It's, it, it is. <laughs> I was just, I, I was thinking about that today too. Um, you know, just with my training, it's like, man, I never would have thought when I started this, that. I would be in a jujitsu podcast and have a business that I'm treating only jujitsu athletes and have a, a home mats and yeah. developing ways for people to train in, during their you know lockdowns and like have all these jujitsu friends that are like literally all over the world. Yeah. Um. I just I and if if you're a listener and um you're new to jujitsu that shit can happen man um, yeah. the community is the it's the the most amazing part yeah it really i mean the community the jiu-jitsu community is i mean it's incredible and it's the one thing that i had no idea when i was getting into i had no that aspect i had no thought about that um i didn't know like how welcoming the community would be both at my gym but also the community at whole and how close people are and how much you just don't think about that when yeah. I started, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to get a different workout. I want to do something different, but it's become this thing where, I mean, honestly, that's why the reason why we're here is because we're in such a supportive community. And, um, we recognize that as entrepreneurs that who, who do you want to serve as an entrepreneur uh, more than that, more than your community? Why would you go to some other Com, you know, community of people when this is, this is your team, you know, this is your family really. Yeah. And so whether it's your business or mine, that's who you want to focus on. You know, it's, it's like you're in any aspect of life. If you're in, if you're a basketball stud and you retire from basketball, I mean, don't you, if to stay close to your basketball community or whatever sport you might be in, you know, find ways to stay engaged and stay involved, you know, and that's what people do. And that's kind of what we're doing is because you're so involved because you just keep progressing in jujitsu and it's become some, such a part of your life that you've been doing for so many years. Well, why wouldn't it make sense for you to share your knowledge, you know, in terms of this podcast or to share your knowledge in terms of your skills and how you can help athletes? Yeah. It's, it's a natural thing, but it's something you set up because you had that mindset and you wanted basically to create, you wanted to create what something awesome for yourself that you could do within jujitsu. I mean, yeah. that's 
that's what you did and you just went after it and so did i i mean that's yeah. that's what you want it that's you can do that anywhere so it's just fun that we get to do it within our own fun community of jujitsu athletes you know yeah it's great yeah. i mean it's we really could have targeted other audiences but this is where it's at and that's why you know it means so much to us and you know that and why it's i i think it's just for me it personally i mean i've talked about this before but it's just changed my entire so many of my decisions and where i'm at today is because of jujitsu so many i mean business personal decisions and that doesn't mean that i learned those things in class but it means like the jujitsu and the meditative aspect of it allowed me to make these decisions in my life. If, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, totally. Outsiders probably wouldn't understand that, but it's kind of like, you know, if you're a yogi or you're a yoga and you base all of your decisions on, um, you know, the mindset or that's a huge part of your life and it forms the way you think about things. And that's what jujitsu does too, for me, you know? I think differently when I'm doing it. I think I, I am different. I'm a different person. So, um, that tiny little insight into that is like today when my, my buddy left today, he hasn't been trained forever. Um, and, um, he's a black belt and he's, you know, one of my coaches and he, we just rolled with no time limit for like an hour and a half straight. It was awesome. You know? And, when we left, he's like, thanks, man. Thanks for having me over. And this has just been, we, had, you know, it was, it was a great time. We had great roles and stuff and chatted up a little bit, but he was like, the last thing he said, he was just like, yeah, thanks a lot. I just, he's like, man, I feel alive again. And, you know, and that's how he went away today. That's literally got in his car and left. And I was like, man, yeah, it's pretty powerful statement. If you really think about it, because that's yeah. exactly what it does. Because, and you know, these guys that are sitting at home, we have friends that haven't trained in months. They're listening to this. It's okay. But when you come back, you know, you're going to get that feeling. You know, I did. Yeah. You know how it is. If you take a couple of weeks off and you get back in the gym and you leave after jujitsu training, you're like, okay, that was awesome. You know, I feel amazing right now that I did that. Yeah. I mean, that help. We do, we all go through that. And that's why we love it. It makes you, you know, you, you work your ass off and you're dead laying on the mats just tired but then when you get out and you you're so happy you did it it's awesome but imagine you know somebody that hasn't been training like my buddy for at least a couple months and it's like that just it shows man i mean that affects your mood it affects everything you do so yeah hold i mean the whole outlook of his day changed exactly you know totally it's it's that's the power of it and obviously that goes across other sports and activities runners high People yep. did it all the time, you know, that's, but for us, it's jujitsu. Yep. So people can't forget about that power. There's, there's a definite power in that in terms of mood, mood, you know, it's an endorphin dump for sure. So it's fun, yeah. man. I, uh, yeah. I had a great training session today, so it was, it was a lot of fun and I'm go to class tomorrow too and keep it going, keep it going until we have to switch up here in Arizona and I don't know. You know, hopefully they don't close gyms down and stuff, but we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, going to be ready for it either way. I mean, uh, you know, so, uh, that, that, you know, kind of the thing that you were saying 
the gentleman that I'm training with, he hasn't trained since March. So since lockdown yeah. 1.0, um, he's been, it's been completely, uh, not, not training. And he, I mean, he's, oh, what was uh, it like when he came back? Was he loving it? Oh, loving it. He was like, he just, he was so happy to be back and I was happy. I'm happy. He's back. Yeah. Know? Cause, for sure. uh, you know, what a cool thing to be a part of, you know, getting, you know, somebody back to training and, you, you know, now he's like, uh, you know, we've been training for a couple of weeks now and mm-hmm. we trained last week and then we're, we'll be training this week, you know, and he's, um, he works from home. He's very like, uh, he's, he, he's in a similar situation than I, that I am. And, um, you know, he's like, he's like, oh man, this is awesome. And he's like, I'm just trying to knock the rust off, but, but, and this is my experience. He's a purple belt and, um, you know, just in the last two weeks, I mean, I've seen this, I've seen this guy knock some serious rust off and I'm, really? I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm starting to go a little bit harder now yeah. because he's, he's just moving so much better. That's and awesome. he's like going through them. He's going through the movements. He's hitting his stuff. And you know, anything that, you know, the cool thing about training from home too, that we were talking about earlier is, you know, if you're trying to diagnose something or you want to work through something, you can just do it on the spot. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, we were going through a, a deep half guard sweep that I use a lot. Um, and showed him kind of the details of it. The next role, like here he is, he's like putting it in, Getting putting into it into it. practice, Yeah, you know, fixing all that, all, all the stuff. He's like, so, and you know, in his head, he was like, he's like, oh man, I'm just not like committing enough to deep half. And I was like, yeah, you know, we were going through it. Yeah. If you, you know, you need to be in, you need to be in close. Cause this person, the top person is going to try and cross space and flatten you out. So you got to yeah. be. We went through all the specifics of deep half and then, yeah, next roll, he's like putting it into play, like already, mm-hmm. already fun. hitting it with already hitting it on me. And it was, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying training right now. So I I have no complaints right now as far That's as, great. as far as jujitsu goes. How often so. you getting on the mats these days, a couple times a week? Three days a week. Nice. Yeah, three days a week is about about where we're at. Um uh both days on weekends and then usually once during the week. So yeah, three That's days a week. Perfect, yeah, perfect little setup. Especially if he's isolated too and you guys are kind of staying safe through the whole thing and you're not having too many exposures and from other people. And I know it'd be for you, uh, you know, you can't be really a carrier, so you have to be extra cautious because yeah. your wife's work but we all need to be cautious you know yeah so it it was it's it's pretty nice man i'm i'm really enjoying where things are at right now and you know i don't we'll, we'll see they what say I, about the what they say about lockdown 2.0 is there a time frame for this one for you there's rumors that it's going to be a month that they're going to reassess in a month nothing official mm-hmm. um i don't see this I don't see it. I don't see it being a month. month. Yeah. I don't see anything changing in a month. So, um, 
So it's mostly gyms and restaurants, that type of yeah, block, indoor kind of that indoor dining, indoor large down. gatherings. Yep, indoor dining, large gatherings. The stores um, are still open. Retail's still open. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I makes which a lot is, of sense. Yeah, it just drives me nuts, dude. Just drives <laughs> me nuts. I'm not gonna go too crazy on it, but I'm like people Black Friday shopping. Oh, dude, I'm like. I had a conversation online with somebody and this person was, I was like, if we're going to sit here and talk about how, uh, if we're going to sit here and talk about realistically stopping the spread, but we're going to pack 400 people in a Walmart with their masks around their ankles, like, and you're, (laughs) and we're going to sit here and say that, um, that that's not a significant spreader of, uh, the virus say, you know, yeah. And there's any of these things, you know, political protests, like all of this, like all these large gatherings, yeah. you know, like, so uh, I'm already in it. So I'm just going to go for it. Like <laughs> uh, a lot. So going back to my buddy that got laid off, one of the things that he was telling me, he's like, you know, they gave us two days to make adjustments to these new rules. Right. Wow. So he was like, they told us in two days, we had just put in our liquor and our food orders. So, and then we had to close up shop. So not only did we waste all that money on our, that we could have used paying our employees. Yeah. All that food's going to go to waste. All that booze is not going to get used. Yeah. Like, and so it's, I know and his restaurant and bar, and I know a lot of them up like locally here i've made significant investments in ventilation systems and they're right. doing their best like they are like going above and beyond keeping people like more than six feet away we went out to a restaurant before it was closed and they had a big giant room and there was me and my wife and there was another couple and we were in like caddy corner from each other i mean we must have had 20 feet yeah you know it was like it was like it was like you're gonna take these small businesses because you know red lobster you know red lobster applebee's uh you know the olive garden you know they might lose a store or two but they're gonna survive yeah for sure. but these other places you know these other small businesses are disproportionately affected and they're essentially having their heads held underwater Mm-hmm. While Walmart and Home Depot allows everybody to walk around with their masks around their chins and, you know, pack as many people. In. It just, it bothers me. You know, it's yeah. just not well, it's just not well thought out. It's not well thought out. It's a, they just spread one approach across every, you know, they think it one way works for everyone and it just doesn't. And to target small businesses is, especially restaurants. I mean, that's even, that's even worse, but. The 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 whole Home Depot, Walmart, that whole thing is, you know, it's hilarious. I just walk in there. I'm like, it's just, you know, you're going to shut the small businesses down who do more. They're way more safe. It's a smaller business. You can keep everything cleaner. You know, you can limit the people that come in. There's just no excuse, but um, money talks, you know, and so do lobbies. <laughs> it's you know these it's these disgusting 
yeah, you almost can't shut down those big corporations. You, what are you going to do? You know, I guarantee you're not going to do it. That's just not going to happen. But and people say, oh, well, it's essential. You know, it's essential business. Yeah, well, hmm. Let's maybe maybe uh, the grocery stores are essential, but maybe a Target's not. So you know, is Target going to accept being shut down? No. You know what I, I mean? know, right? There's just that's why it, there's no, you know, you don't shut anybody down if that's the case, you know. But restaurants, they're gonna the, if they shut restaurants down again. I, I mean, the restaurant next to my, uh, next to Chill Fit in Tempe, it's kind of a sad story, you know. These people are from Iraq. I think they've been here for like twenty twenty five years or something. They've been here forever. And they built this 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 business. It's a restaurant. Um, serves like mm, they call it Mediterranean food, Mediterranean Middle Eastern food, and um, it's super legit. It's so good. The food. I think I went so, there last time. I was down. Yeah. There. This this uh, the woman that runs it. It's her restaurant. She's built. I think this location has been here for like seven years. They've been here before Chill Fit, uh, six maybe six years, and uh, they her her main um clientele are typically young men from ASU from the Middle East from the region where she's from because that's the their food is super legit so all these guys from over there and gals but uh predominantly guys that go to ASU from they're coming over here to study that was her big core business well guess what with this whole thing they're not here anymore no one's going to ASU. Mm. You know, you're doing online and you're not here in town. If especially if you're an international student, it would make no sense to come over here and spend all this money to not go to school. You know, so she lost all of her business. Long story short, within the last year, a lot of her business, she still gets. Uh, it's really good. So she gets like business people that go in there, and you know, there's still business some people, but she's tried to work with like. They wouldn't give her a loan because of her personal credit history or something. And like, it's really actually just a, it's a terribly sad story to be honest, because that's what this family, that's all they really have. And, um, that's it. And she literally can't pay her rent. She hasn't paid her rent in months. Um, and I'm just sitting here watching this and I talk to her and stuff and it's really rough, man. And, and that's all because not only because, um, you know, she lost a lot of her clientele, but you know, they made her close for like four months here, more than that, five months. Um, and then that, that just kind of was the nail in the coffin. So you got, you know, the initial, she lost a lot of her clients because of the COVID, then they shut her down also. So she, all she, she started catering. You know, I see this one woman, she would have just be loading trays in the truck and like catering, 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 just trying to keep this business alive. But I talked to her the other day, and she's like, "If if they shut us down again, we we won't never open again." So it's like, Jesus, man. And you know, I don't know, all because of this you know, this invisible thing that's attacking us. That none of you know half the people don't want to believe it's there, and there's no cohesive approach at all to to remedy this situation. That's the frustrating thing. But uh, yeah, it's all around me, man. I mean, I've seen other businesses go out. I've seen, I've heard about gyms here in the Valley going out for good, you know, going yeah. out of business. It's, it's a, it's a fear for us too. So 
Yeah, it's 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 a nightmare, and I I don't have anything. <clears throat> I don't have anything that I can say that like because like it it hurts me, yeah. you know. Even like it hurts me. Like, and there's nothing that I can like. I I find it really. Um, I I don't appreciate the like false sense of I don't appreciate people's false sense of like you just gotta stay positive and you just gotta yeah. that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna swear on this podcast. I don't. I normally try to keep it pretty pretty PG, but it's that is a load of baloney. Yeah, because. So it like really hurts me. And then when people post things and they say things like, you just got to stay positive. You just got to kind of like, it's like, dude, you like how, how far removed are you from very far people's realities? Very far. You know, we talked about this a little earlier. That's my point was like, we're in good spots right now, but you don't even know like the half of it. Some people. I don't know what this person's going to do. Like the one next to me, you know, she's going to lose her business. I, it's probably going to happen already. She's not paying her rent. Uh, the landlords won't, won't work with her. They worked with me. They won't work with her. So why, you know, those are just things I'm asking. It's like, everyone has a different situation. Um, but yeah, uh, there's nothing we can do. You know what you can do is be conscious of it. And what's going on in people's specific circumstances around you, whether it's your friend, your acquaintance, or your partners at the gym, and support their small businesses or support their decision to not come to the gym because their grandmother's ill. Like, we just have to be more empathetic to people. Yeah. Honestly, that's what it is. And not do the whole, we're just going to forget about the Iraq, the Iraq war because we're tired of seeing it, you know? Yeah. You got to, it has to be in your face, you know, that's why there's nothing you can do. We just have to hope and and trust that our government and the people that are making decisions are going to, you know, continue to make them. But, you know, you can scream and shout online, but basically it's an echo chamber, you know, you're, you're just get blowing off some steam, but the real things you can do is respect people. You know, if it's a business you use small businesses, right? Respect. Yeah. If the, if you have to wear a mask, go in, you know, wear a mask, you know, don't be a bitch about everything. That's what I'm seeing. Mostly. It's like people are just bitching because they just can't be put off, you know, and no one wants to wear a mask. No. But if you listen to the experts, it helps a fuck a lot, a yeah. lot. Like I'm just, that is the dumbest argument that I still, peop- I still see the, f- a couple of people that I have not blocked on Facebook though, you know, I just noticed one the other day and this girl posted just some, it was just such an asinine outlook in comment about face masks, about how they don't work. It was just, it was like, so April. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Don't you know, by now, like that's, it's literally, don't be stupid. You know, yeah. if you're spraying droplets in the air, the mask is going to help some. So let's just be smart about it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. And, and you know what? The sad, one of the saddest things I read was that nurse, I think it was in the, the upper Midwest because they got hit hard this last, like North and South Dakota, like 50% of the population. Yeah. Got they're it. getting hit like crazy because they have a small population and they weren't, it wasn't a mask wearing culture. Like their that was their governors weren't having them wear, do anything. They weren't restricting whether that's it or not. I don't know. But this nurse in like one of the wards, it was like a little social media thing. I saw her video, but it was, it was really sad, but she was basically like, she's like, I'm getting, we're getting people in here that are on their deathbed. They're literally dying, being intubated and stuff. And they're like, they're refusing to believe it. They're like three days ago, they were the person like, no, this is, it's not even real. And she's like, they're still, it's literally, they won't accept it. They're literally dying and saying it's not real. And she's like, it's so bizarre, but it just made me think so much. It's like, there are people that are really just that far removed. Like, she literally was like, they, they're not, and she's like, this isn't one person. Like these, we're getting waves of these people that they're literally can't believe they're dying. Cause they don't, they didn't believe it. And they still don't believe it. They're like, it must be something else. And they're like, no, <laughs> you're about yeah. to die. It's really sad, dude. It was like a powerful, it was just this powerful post this nurse did. And she was all broken up about it. She's like, it's, it's, in, it's insane, but you gotta know there's that many dummies out there. Like yeah. There's a huge percent of the population that are just denying. And that just doesn't help anything, you know? Uh, I don't know. There's no, you know, it's not cut and dry. Like you've said before, it's not cut and dry. There's nuance to this. Yeah, there is. This whole thing. But, you know, we can all do our, we can all have some, hopefully keep some personal liberty, but also help the common man and, yeah. you know, help our community out. What else is there to do? I don't know. Sit here and bitch about it and, and act like we can't do anything to help because we can. Yeah. I think for most people, I mean, you know, if you, if you know somebody that's struggling, whether it's their small business owners or whatever, you know, reach out to them, let them know that you care and you're thinking about them and mm -hmm. you can support their business. And then if you know somebody that, you know, um, you know, maybe, you know, if, um, you know, if you have some mats, if you're training at home like me, you know, or like, or like you, you know, and you know, somebody's personally struggling, invite them over to get a little bit of training. And, you know, that yeah. might be the, that might be the thing that they need to, um, at least be able to kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier to separate a little bit and to blow off a little bit of steam so they can attack their problems in a different mindset. Yes. Uh, and not even a little, it could be a huge, it could be a shift. huge game changer. Yeah. Um, huge. It could make a huge impact. So, um, and like you were saying a little bit of empathy to everybody's unique circumstances. It's, this is not, it's not cut and dry. I, I get it and it sucks. I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy any of it. I, I, I bitch to Melissa, my wife, um, how much I hate, this entire time you mm -hmm. know but uh there's just outside of complaining about it there's nothing i can do i so i just do what i can and i stay at home i train at home i wear my mask when i go out and that's that's it yep you know and you i try just... and support support the people that 
that I can and let people know that they're meaningful to me. So, you know, that's, that can be a big, that can be a big thing for people, especially right now going into the holidays where a lot of people are depressed during the holidays. They don't like the holidays anyway, anyway. So, um, it, it could be a, uh, you know, you could, it could be a real game changer for people. I agree. Look after your, uh, look after the people around you, you know? Yeah. I would say, uh, since we got off on that note to end it, if anybody, uh, I came across a good JRE episode, 1566, it's Nicholas Christakis. And, um, he's a professor, professor of social and natural sciences, I think at Yale or something, but he's studied like the history of, did you listen to that? Yeah. One? Yeah. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And Rogan pushed back on some yeah. of the, and, yeah. and he, he, they, they, they went back and forth on, on. It a seems bunch like the stuff. guy knows what he's talking about yeah. though, for the most part. He, he at least knew a lot of the historical stuff, but I would say, go check that out to get a little refresher on what we're going through. Because if we are having that burnout, um, you know, kind of how we mentioned during this and I know we all are, you know, it, it's just getting, it's getting old, this whole thing, but. That really opened my eyes again to see that, look, it's not, this isn't going anywhere. This is going to be something that we are just going to have to manage and figure out how to move on and live on with this around us. And hopefully at, to not at this extent. Right. Um, but it, I highly recommend it. You know, it talks about the vaccines that are coming up and my favorite, my favorite metaphor in there was, um, how he talked about the Swiss cheese approach where you take a slice of Swiss cheese, um, you know, get a knife, you cut a, cut a slice off. This piece is going to have some holes. Well, imagine that cheese is like one barrier or one solution to this problem of COVID. Let's say it's the mask solution. And then you take another slice of cheese, maybe from the other end of the cheese, it's still going to have holes in it and you hold it up against the other cheese. And now you have two cheeses and maybe a couple of the solid parts fill up the holes on the other pieces, right? So you're, it's a little bit more of a barrier. And maybe that second piece of cheese is the social distancing, right? Um, the point was, is when he, he said to get over this, and this is the way we have to do it as a society and as a public, is to have like four or more pieces of cheese. You have to use all of these different things in conjunction to be successful. So we can't have this faction over here fighting over whether masks are good. And then this one over here fighting over whether social distancing, and we can't have one state doing this, but then those people travel to another state that are doing this. I mean, it just made a lot of sense to me. It was a very more of a practical thought, scientific approach. But the point is, is it, the guy literally says it, it'll be like till 2023 until we're looking, maybe behind, this is going to be behind us a little bit. So get ready to be talking about this a lot. You know, this is, this is our new reality for a while. We might not like it, but this is is it. I recommend that episode though, because it really, it really, it'll really set you straight. It's episode 1566 on the JRE. Um, But it opened my eyes again and kind of made me rethink some of these things and, and just realize again, how serious it is and how we need more of a, a, a more well thought out national approach. We really do. I mean, let's, I mean, in the end, the guy's like, this is, 
we're the richest nation in the world. We can do what we want. I mean, we can literally make whatever we, why don't we kick ass on this thing and let's get this thing solved, you know? Yeah. So anyway, ended on a kind of a downer, but, uh, you know, that's the reality we're facing. It kind of goes off of last week, you know, with keep the jujitsu in your life. If you're not, if you haven't been doing it, you know, do something else maybe do some study that you haven't done before. And, or, uh, if you can afford it, go support a professor's online courses, or, you know, if you're not going back to your gym anyway, that's where we're at right now, man. Yep. The good part was, is we both got training in today. That's right. We're both (laughs) post-training. So, uh, yeah, man, two good examples of keeping jujitsu around Yep. in our lives. So there you go. All right, bud. All right, everyone. Thanks for supporting. We will see you next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, jiu-jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.